Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Exodus chapter 33, 12 to 17. One, two, three, go. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us, so shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Someone said, Amen. Amen. One more time, say, Amen. Amen. Did you hear that? Today is Sunday of God's presence. As we conclude this month, the month of the Holy Ghost, I just want to share a little bit about the presence of God. About the presence of God. You see, the first thing that we need to understand is that there is no place anywhere, anywhere, anywhere where there is no God. Because God is outside everything that he created. He is not inside the creation. God is outside a very creation because he created everything. Are you hearing me? However, his presence is something that's not found Everywhere. It is only found in specific places. Or it's only found in specific times. So here, this passage that we've just read, the children of Israel in chapter 32 had formed a golden calf. And they were worshipping the golden calf. And God tells Moses, your people have corrupted themselves, go down from the mountain. So Moses comes down, finds them, they are busy worshiping the calf, he breaks the tablets of the Lord that God gave him. And then he goes back to the mountain to negotiate on their behalf. So the story that we pick up there is part of the negotiation. Because God said, me, I'm not going to come with you. But I'm going to send my angel to come with you. Now Moses begins to think, if we go with the angel of the Lord versus going with God, it's a big difference. Are you hearing me? It's a big difference. Because the angel of God has got one limitation. He cannot make decisions in his own right. If God tells him that if these people misbehave, slap them, he can't change that. The moment the people misbehave, he has to slap them. But if you are dealing with God himself, even if he said, if you misbehave, I will slap you, and you misbehave, there is a chance to say, I'm sorry. He will forgive you. But an angel, you can't tell him, can I repent to you, angel? He will say, me, my job was to slap you when when you misbehave. 
Yeah, so Moses weighed the options, going with an angel and going with God. And he figured out if they go with the angel, they are worse off. They are better off staying in the same place without moving. So he begins to negotiate. Says, God, you say, I have found grace in your sight. Show me a way that I may find grace in your sight. I know it's a kind of cyclic statement. I don't know whether you saw it. Let's go back to the verse. Verse number 12 says, And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up these people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast found grace in my sight. Verse 13, watch verse number 13. What does it say? Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. Can you see that? So, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. This is how you grow spiritually. Give me the verse again. Let me show you how you grow spiritually. You have found grace in God's sight. You are born again. Are you hearing me? That born again status that you have is caused by the grace of God. Now, you begin to learn the ways of God. As you learn the ways of God, you know him more. As you know him more, what happens? You find more grace in his sight. So when you say from grace to grace, glory to glory, it's a cyclic thing. You use your current grace to know him more. And as you know him more, what happens? Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. Grace and peace be what? Multiplied. So we may all begin from the same level of grace. But at the end of the day, we will not stay at the same level of grace. Others will progress, will progress to higher levels of grace. Because of what I've just shared there. So Moses is negotiating with God. I have found grace in your sight. Show me your way. That I may know thee. That I may find what? Grace in your sight. And then now God is put in a place where he must respond. Give me the verse again, verse number 13. God is put in a place where he must respond. Okay, now God, Moses is arguing. Say, no, no, no. And consider that this nation is the people. Now at this point, they are pushing the people to each other. God told Moses, these are your people. Take them to Canaan. Now Moses is pushing back. No, they are your people. I don't know they're hearing me. Moses is pushing back. These are your people, God. They are not mine. You only used me to bring them out of Egypt. You can't abandon us here and tell me these are your people. Are you hearing me? So Moses has pushed back. These are your people, God. You haven't taught me whom shall I go with to take them to the promised land. Verse number 14. God now is responding. What is his response? My presence shall go with thee. And I'll give thee what? Rest. The reason why rest there is so important because Moses was complaining. He says, God, you know these people are stiff naked. They are driving me crazy. I'm almost losing all my hair. I'm telling you. People in the church are the most difficult people to deal with on earth. I'm telling you. That's why if you talk to psychologists, they'll tell that the most stressful career is being a pastor. Especially in Australia. <laughs> very, very stressful. The only thing that contains people in Australia is the presence of God. Are you hearing me? Imagine if you have used your psychology, you had to analyze their problems, analyze their issues. Why is this one biting, with, biting that one? Why is this one fighting that one? Why is this one running away from the church? Why did that one quit the church? I'm telling you, this African here will fall. 
<laughs> I'll start growing Fijian here. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not easy dealing with people in the church. I'm telling you. So God says, listen Moses, my presence will go with you. And because my presence will go with you, I will give you what? Rest. It's a big deal. Because remember where they're coming from. Each time there was a small problem, they murmured against Moses. Why did you bring us out from Egypt? We were eating watermelons. Water, melons. And what? Onions, garlic, and fish. Why did you take us out of Egypt? God performs a miracle. They don't learn that God is the God who is leading them. He is the God who is literally following them in the wilderness. The Bible says they were drinking water from the rock. And the rock that followed them was Christ. Are you hearing me? So God was literally walking behind them in the rock. Giving them water whenever they needed water. But whenever they came to a place where there was no water. Their default setting was to murmur and to argue. They never learned even a single lesson. Even in the moment when God was giving them manna every single day, they said, who shall give us flesh to eat? God was giving them manna every single day. That we are tired of this manna. We want meat. KFC. I'm telling you. Want meat. Now, if you read your Bible carefully, you discover that the people had animals with them in the wilderness. They had cattle. They had sheep. They had goats. They had animals. It was just to pick a fight with God. So God brought quails. And the Bible says, he was so angry, he brought a lot of quails. They were like this much from the ground. One kilometer around the camp. People collected quails like nobody's business. And they stayed, the Bible says some stayed two days collecting quails, eating, making fires, collecting, eating. And was, the meat was between their teeth. God struck them. He was so fed up with them. So you can imagine this group of people trying to transform them from a slavery mentality to a people of God. You see, you can come out of Egypt. Step one. But for Egypt to come out of you, I'm telling you, if you have never seen God fail, God failed on that one. He was not able to bring Egypt out of the people. He wasn't. So what was his solution? He wiped everyone out. Whoever had a big Egypt in them, he wiped them out. He only kept those with a small Egypt in them. Those who were under 20. So they had only lived about 19, 17, 18 years in Egypt. And babies. But anybody 20 and above... God could not remove Egypt from them. So he had to wipe them out. God did not want to duplicate Egypt in Canaan. Canaan was a new land. Canaan was a new land. He didn't want to duplicate what? Egypt in Canaan. One Egypt was enough. He didn't want two Egypts. So God failed. So he had to wipe them out. So you see that Moses is arguing with God. He says, no, 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 God. You must come with me. So God has now considered my presence. My presence shall go with you. And I will give you rest. So in other words, when a man has found the presence of God, the next automatic thing that comes with that presence of God is called rest. Someone say rest. Say rest. Rest. 
It doesn't mean you retire from your job and you go into a retirement village. No, but you operate from a state of rest. You are immovable. You are unshakable. You are impregnable. You are unstoppable. Are you hearing me, somebody? You don't run around worrying about what the devil is doing where. You know even if he does something, you've got greater power to reverse it. Someone say, I received that one. You know that even if the devil messes up something, you've got the power to fix it. Someone say, rest. Say, rest. You see, rest comes with the presence of God. Now, as I'm saying, it's very interesting to know that God is found everywhere. But his presence is not found everywhere. Amen. The presence of God signifies his endorsement of either the man or the place. Oh, yes. Amen. So it's like me. Me. Are you looking at me? Me. Being found in a club at night. I'm like, no, I'm not drinking. I want to just dance with these people here. I'm like, I'm evangelizing. I'm dancing, I'm sweating with them. You see, my presence in that place is a blessing on what is happening in the place. So I stay away from such places. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when God says my presence, my presence, someone said my presence. Can you see what I'm saying now? My presence. It's like, it's like I'm not just going to be the God who is the overarching God, the owner of everything. The invisible God who is somewhere, somewhere, nowhere. You can't pick, you can't pick on him specifically, but he's everywhere. No, he says, my, I'll personally attend my presence. So in other words, God is showing you that there is a dimension of God where he's everywhere, but himself is seated on the throne somewhere. Yes, amen. It is when he himself is present. That he says, my presence shall go with you. And Moses understood. He says, if your presence is not going to go with us, don't take us from here. We'd rather stay here, die here. Than us going on our own. Than us going with an angel. Than us just believing in a God that we can't even see his working. Hey! Are you hearing me? Time has come. That the church must begin to contend for the presence of God. It's not enough just to come to church and tell stories. And try to convince each other that God is here. You came with the 12 baskets of problems. You went home with 15. You just picked up three in the church. And yet you are saying the presence of God is here. No, when the presence of God is in a place, there is evidence that the presence of God is in the place. Because God does not walk alone. He comes with an entourage. When he's in a place, there's an entourage. God does not just walk alone. Wherever he goes, his power is demonstrated. Are you hearing me? God does not just walk alone. Wherever he goes, angels are at work, touching people, healing people, delivering people, changing their stories. Am I talking to somebody right here? Say yes. yes. His presence makes a difference. Someone say, my presence. my presence. So, God tells Moses, my presence shall go with him. What a comfort for Moses. And I'll give thee rest. What a comfort. What a comfort. What a comfort. Imagine when I'm preparing. Imagine when I'm preparing for the services. What do you think I contend for? There's no point me coming here telling you all the theological theories and all the theological arguments, the hermeneutics, the homiletics. 
What for? I would rather come speak one word and demonstrate the power. Because your life will not be changed by the story. What changes your life is the presence of God. I don't know whether you're hearing me. That's why I, you know when I'm praying for you, you never see me sweating. What for? That's, all, that's only for people who don't have the presence of God. When the king is here, haven't you read in your Bible that the Pharisees came to Jesus, they said, we fast. Huh? And the disciples of John also what? Fast. Why don't your disciples fast? Jesus answered them. What did he say? How can they fast when I am here? You fast to be head with, by, by that one who is there. But I am here. So why should you miss your chicken here when I am here? Receive it in the name of Jesus. That was the answer. The Pharisees are looking for the Messiah. Let them fast. The disciples of John are looking for the Messiah. Let them fast. But these ones who have found the Messiah, why should they fast to see the Messiah when they are walking with the Messiah every single day? They are eating with the Messiah every single day. Why should they fast? Are you hearing me, somebody? Say yes. yes. So God tells Moses, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. When my presence is with you, I'll give you what? Rest. Because if you want a creative miracle, the worker of the miracle is right there with you. I'll give you rest. If you want a breakthrough, the worker of every breakthrough is right there with you. I'll give you what? Rest. If you need meat, you are hungry. The provider of the meat is right there with you. I'll give you what? Rest. If you need a change, things you turn around. The one who is able to work and turn around is right there with you. I'll give you what? Rest. Somebody shout, rest. Ah. Are you hearing me? You see those children driving you crazy. Let me give you the secret today. Let me give you the secret. When they sleep in that room, just touch the door. Tell them, all the children sleeping in this room today, you are dreaming. You're going to have dreams. And God will terrorize you in your dreams. Step one. Step two, begin to declare the presence of God in your house. So even if they went out, they were taking drugs. Even if they went out, they were drinking and they were being stupid. When they enter your premises, they have entered into the presence of Jehovah God. Oh, you are not hearing me. You are not hearing me. Any demon that was busy mucking around with them. It cannot stand in the presence of Jehovah God. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Say yes. yes. I've given you the key. Yes. Yes. The testimonies that will start coming. You'll be shocked. Oh, yes. Amen. Number one, put them all under dreams. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They should be waking up. They should be waking up sweating. <laughs> yeah. I had a dream. What was it? You're like, <laughs> what was it? I, I dreamt. Calm down. Someone said, My presence. So, the presence of God is a big deal because God has always wanted to dwell among His people. Let's not forget that God always wants to dwell among his people. That's why John chapter 1 verse number 14, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and what? Truth. It was a fulfillment of a prophecy that God gave to the children of Israel. He said, I'm going to take you out of Egypt. You're going to be a holy nation to me. Because my desire is to raise a kingdom of kings and priests. 
and I want to dwell among them. Are you hearing me? So in other words, we just talk about ourselves to say we are kings and priests, don't we? We say we are what? Royal priesthood. But what we don't understand is that title must come with the presence of Jehovah God. Because you can't talk about you in the business of the king when the king is not there. I don't know if they're hearing me. You know, it's very easy to call yourself a man of God. Man of God. Do you know what it means to be man of God? Do you know what it means to be a man of God? Do you know that it's a godly man? Yeah. Man of God, it's a godly man. Everything about you is God. When you walk in the place, God has walked in the place. I know in the Old Testament, God was in the tabernacle. You had to walk to the tabernacle. But now in the New Testament, you are the tabernacle of God. Amen. You are the carrier of Jehovah God. And what was found in the Holy of Holies? It was the presence of God. Are you hearing me? It was the presence of God on the ark. Right there. Let me show you. Right here. You see here? You see there? These two angels, the cherubim, are the angels which protect the, they were, they were protecting the presence of God. And the presence of God was right here. And this thing on top here, you see this one? It's not part of the ark. It was never meant to be part of the ark. It was a seat. Messy seat. And the book of Romans quote the propitiation. And who is your propitiation? Jesus Christ. So the cover of the ark was Jesus Christ. And God used to speak from off the top of the ark. Right here. So when Moses goes to talk to God, he used to talk to God from this place. He could hear a voice of God coming from this place. Talking to him. So what was inside the whole of Holies was the presence of God. Someone said the presence of God. You see, a man who carries the presence of God enters into God's rest. Ah. 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 That's why I can stand here, I can just point at you and say your life has changed today. And sure enough, your life is going to change. I don't need to catch a flight to go to a lot no touch people, what no. Just speak to them. Amen. They are witches and wizards. They just know their place. Oh, yes. Neutralized. Yes. Paralyzed. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, as I'm talking right now, someone in there, in a lot of there, has just been struck with something like a lightning. And that person will be paralyzed because there were people who were doing witchcraft. The, the way I've just spoken right now. Someone say, My presence. My presence. Say, My presence. My presence. What do you contend for? What else would you need? Say my presence. my presence. That's all you need. Now let me finish. Let me show you something. Are you here? Oh, here. Oh, I've lost you somewhere. My God. Are you ready for this? You see, most of us, when we hear the Holy Spirit, our understanding of what happened when he came, hmm, we think this way. Let me draw for you. Here's God. All right? And then the Holy Ghost came out of him. 
and came here. Here you are. I know you're laughing at my art. <laughs> Did you see how he drew it? There was no art in Malawi. Whenever it's a, that, you know, uh, what do you call it? That, uh, that time to do art, the teachers would take us outside, sit on the ground, and start drawing cars on the, on the sand. So, <clears throat> bear with me. <laughs> so that's our God there. The Holy Ghost came and it dwells where? In you. But this is not true. That is not true. Now your theology is upside down. <laughs> I've created tension in the scriptures. <laughs> that is not true. Can I show you? Are you ready for this? Give me John, chapter 15. Verse number 26. I love my art. Oh, yes. Let me draw the other one just below it so you can see both in one. Okay. Let's read the scripture. John 15, verse number 26. We found it. John fifteen twenty six. Okay, one, two, three, go. Of when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of Truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. One more time. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of Truth, which proceedeth from the Father. He shall testify of me. So Jesus says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father. So you can easily think that this is what happened. Jesus is the one who is sending the Comforter. Are we together so far? Okay. So we've got our Jesus there. He sends the Comforter. All right. Are you following so far? But as you continue to read, you see something. Uh-huh. Give me the scripture. Even the spirit of truth, uh-huh, which proceedeth from the Father. Which proceedeth from where? From the Father. Hmm. That's, that's weird. That's a strange. That's a bit strange. That's a bit strange. Let's go to NIV. Once you understand this, you'll never be the same again. Let's go to NIV. The same verse, NIV. Are you learning something? Oh, yes. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from a father, the spirit of truth that goes out from a father, he will testify about me. Who goes out? Who goes out from the father? Who goes out from the father? 
Do you know what Jesus is telling us there? What he's saying is, we've got God there, and there's you there. Um, we need to put a place for the Holy Spirit. And then there's Jesus here. Mm, can I go on a little deeper now? You do know what the Bible is saying there? Jesus. He says he was sent from whom? From the Father. In the name of whom? Jesus. So, when we say the Holy Ghost is in you, oh my God, it is a continuous present tense flowing of the Spirit of God from God through Christ into you continuously. Not that the Holy Ghost left God and entered you. There is a continual flow, a continual connection, a continual flow. He proceeded from the Father. He proceeded from the Father. Are you hearing me? Through who? Through Jesus Christ. So the Holy Ghost did not leave the Father and come to enter you. No. It's the same one spirit. He is in the Father, but at the same time, he's flowing into you. So he is in the Father, and he is in you, and he is in Christ at the same time. Uh, you are not hearing me. You are not hearing me. You see, that verse is very technical. That's why you have been reading, you thought the Holy Ghost left the Father, traveled and entered you. And there's no connection between you and the Father. No, no, a million times no, a million times no. You see, let me read the same verse for you. I don't know what versions you have there. Let me read the verse for you from the complete, complete Jewish Bible. <clears throat> yeah, prophets have got versions of the Bible. One of them is called complete Jewish version of the Bible. Watch this. When the counselor comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who keeps going out from the Father. He keeps going out from the Father. Oh my God, I love this. He keeps what? Going out from the Father. Oh my God. My God, my God, my God. My God. He keeps what? Flowing out. Flowing out. He keeps from the Father. So you see what is happening here? Oh, can I go on level deeper? Do you see what's happening here? When, when Jesus used to say, I and the Father are one. He meant it. Amen. It was true. Why? Because him and the Father were connected by the Holy Ghost. But now we are, we've done a threesome. Amen. Uh, you're not hearing me. Are you hearing me? Now we can say that we are one. You're not hearing me. Now we can say we are what? One. How are we one? We are one because we are connected by the same spirit. He keeps on flowing out of the Father through Christ Jesus into you. It's not a one-off thing that jumped from there and entered you. No, it's a continual flow of the Holy Ghost. A continual move of the Spirit of God from God into you. So this makes you one with Jesus and one with the Father. Are you hearing me? That's why for a child of God to hate another child of God, it's the dumbest thing to do. Why? Because we are all connected into one here. 
We are one. Oh, you are not hearing me. We are what? One. The same spirit is flowing out of the Father through Jesus and entering this second person. And this one is busy fighting this one. It doesn't make any sense. It's the dumbest thing to do. That's why the Bible says, Oh, nobody, nothing but love. Why we are one in Christ Jesus. Are you hearing me, somebody? Say agape. agape. We are connected into one. We are intertwined into one entity. By the Holy Spirit of God. Are you hearing me? That's why when you go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Read from verse number 1. Watch this. Watch this. Ephesians chapter 4. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation with your accord, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, endeavoring to keep the unity. Endeavoring to keep what? The unity of the spirit. Aha, now, now you are talking. The Bible is saying, do whatever it takes to keep this unit of the spirit in the bond of peace. Why we are one entity? We have all been interconnected into one entity. We are all one. The Holy Ghost is flowing continually from the Father through Jesus into us. We are all here. We are all drinking from the same spirit. We are all here. We are all drinking from the same spirit. The way we are seated here, it's not us times the, 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 the one spirit times the number of people here. To say if we are 20, there are 20 spirits. No, it's one spirit. Why? Because the same spirit who is left, who is flowing from the Father continually through Christ is coming into you, is coming into you, is coming into you, is coming into you, is coming into you at the same time simultaneously. Oh boy. Oh boy. So when God says, my presence shall go with you. Now you know what he's talking about. It is by his spirit. That the Holy Ghost, as God is seated on the throne, the same spirit is outflowing him and entering into you. Wherever you go, the spirit of God is with you. Wherever you go, the Holy Ghost is right there with you in his fullness. Am I talking to someone right here? Shout yes. The presence of God is with you because this spirit here is the carrier of the presence of God. So as you are seated here, you've got the fullness of God. You've got the fullness of God. You've got the fullness of God. You've got the fullness. God is not divided himself into the number of us people. No, he is the one God. By his spirit through Christ Jesus our Lord, all of us, we are in interconnected into one entity. Oh, yes. <laughs> say my presence. My presence. So when you say, oh, I'm lonely, oh no, no, I'm lonely, what are you talking about? You have got a strange spirit. I'm telling you. Because if you understand that the Holy Ghost didn't leave the Father to come and dwell in you, He is constantly flowing, constantly interconnected with the Father. So when you say, I and the Father are one, you are not being braggadocious. I know religious people say, hey, time out. You are being braggadocious. They will say blasphemy. And that's what they were fighting Jesus for. Amen. When Jesus said, I and the Father are one, they say, oh, you are a mere man. What are you trying to make yourself? Handbags, where are you? They took stones from the handbags. <laughs> In the days of the Pharisees, you, their handbags were three times your size. <laughs> they kept some stones in there, waiting for a blasphemous mouth to say something. <laughs> Haven't you wondered in your Bible, stones were always ready? The presence, of God. the presence of God. So what I'm explaining to you here gonna change your life. Oh yes, amen. I receive. Switch your understanding. You are not somewhere there. Then the Holy Ghost is in you, in, in, disconnected from the Father, disconnected from Jesus. You are just there. 
And then you have to fight your way to talk to Jesus, talk to the Father. No. There is instantaneous, real time, now communication with the Father by his Spirit through our Lord Jesus Christ. Real time, now. I'm talking about real time, now. Presence of God. So we cannot go back to the days of Moses where he was trying to negotiate for the presence of God. Us, the New Testament believers, we have been blessed with that presence of God. When the fullness of God is with you right there. Interconnected by the Holy Ghost through Jesus our Lord. He proceeded continually flows from the Father into you. Ay, ay, ay. Talk about the presence of God. Talk about oneness with God. Rise on your feet. Rise on your feet. Say my life will never be the same again. Now that I understand this revelation, my life Will never, 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 will never, never, never be the same again. Be the same again in the name of Jesus. Name of Let me read from another vision. This is called the worst. W, if you want to check it out, W, W, U, E, S, T. One of the greatest visions you can ever find. It says, Whenever the counselor comes, whom I shall send to you from the presence of my father. The spirit of the truth who from the father's presence proceeds. That one who testify concerning me. From the presence of the father. He what? Proceeds. What does he bring? He brings the presence of God. 24-7. Someone say 24-7. 24-7. Say 24-7. 24-7. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. From this day forward. From this day forward. 24-7. 24-7. I walk. I will walk. In the consciousness. In the consciousness. Of your presence. Of your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus. I know some people, they just have a habit of despising others. You know. It's a shame. I hope that will never happen again. Amen. Because you understand the realities of the realm of the spirit. This is exactly the truth in the realm of the spirit. You cannot afford as a child of God to despise, to despise another child of God. Amen. You can't. We are all drunk from the same spirit. We are all interconnected to, uh, to the same God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Is that making sense? Oh yes. That's why you hear me teaching a lot about love in Streams International. Because I desire all of us to understand the reality of the spirit. That's why the Bible says, whoever hates his brother is walking in darkness. You know what happens? The moment you begin to hate your brother, you have disconnected yourself from the fellowship of the spirit. Yes, amen. So you start walking outside in darkness. It doesn't mean that you are not born again. You are born again. Yes. But you are literally disconnected from the fellowship of the spirit. You are walking where? Where is darkness? Darkness is outside this unison. This Amen. union. It doesn't mean that you are not born again. You are walking in darkness. So you have literally gone out of this circle here. You are outside the circle there. Because here we are united by the spirit of God. And the spirit of God is the spirit of agape. The spirit of love. Oh, yes. That's why in Streams International, I emphasize this agape teaching. Because I want us to walk in the reality of the spirit. To walk in revelation. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? Yes, sometimes things happen, but don't be the one hating the other one. Amen. Let them hate you. Because they will disqualify themselves from walking in light. Oh, yes. Amen. That's why me, people hate me. I feel sorry for them. Because they are busy walking in the jungle, in darkness, and it's a matter of time before they fall over. Oh, yes, amen. <laughs> I don't know they're hearing me. Is it making sense? We are following, Papa. Is it making sense? Oh, yes. 
So if you know that you did something to your friend, I think probably today is a good day. When I say shalom, just quietly go and say, hey, buddy, 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 let's go for barbecue. Oh, yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 You know, it's, it's amazing when you understand the realities of the spirit. You can't do something silly deliberately because you understand the realities of the spirit. Yes, amen. So that's why we're going to pray for agape, outflow of agape in each one of us. That from this, if someone was misbehaving, that misbehavior must end today. And from today, we are one family. Oh, yes, amen. You see why we are one family? Where there's no Jew, no Greek, no Jew, no Gentile, no Fijian, no Tongan, no Samoan, no Malawian, no Zimbabwean. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Oh, yes, amen. This is what binds us into one entity. We are one with God. We are one big family. Say neighbor. Neighbor. Hey. Hey. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Let me be an outpouring. Let me be of agape love. Of agape love. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every person. Every person. In my vicinity. In my vicinity. Let them be impacted. Let them be impacted. By the agape love. By the agape love. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom.